0: This is is, is. Fight Disciples. Welcome to podcast episode number 775. We're the Fight Disciples. This is your boxing review show, even though there's no boxing to review. So we're going to sprinkle another new show your way. Before we get stuck into it, uh, head to our website, fightdisciples.com. Every single audio feed under the sun is there. You can listen to us wherever you want to listen to us. You can also watch us as well on our YouTube channel. Head to YouTube. Tap in Fight Disciples, hit the subscribe button. Thank you so much to all the people uh, that have done that so far. Um, we're slowly going up, very slowly. The community starting to build. So if you've done that for us over the last seven days, that is brilliant. Thank you so much. And if you haven't done it yet, please hit the subscribe button on YouTube and become a member uh, of our family. It's all free. I'm not going to charge you anything. Just get stuck into the conversation. Uh, as I said right at the start there, there is no boxing to review, bit of a quiet weekend for the sweet science, uh, but there's been a little bit of boxing news as well. So we dropped a boxing news show on Friday. We've had a little bit of a, a think, a digest, and uh, an analysis, and three days later, we've got some more stuff uh, to get stuck into. Uh, and of course, we've got an MMA show for you as well from UFC 293, which you can get stuck into. Um, Are you frozen? Oh.
2: Sorry, oh, I'm is just, that, that's uh, just your face, is it? That's just, that's your just face. my face. Right. That's just my Monday, my <laughs> my early Monday morning tired face. I'm just flicking down here because there was one. You keep keep talking amongst yourselves. There was one fight at the weekend that I think desperately needs to be reported on, or at least mentioned because of the significance of it in the annals of history of Scottish boxing. But I'll get there eventually. Bear with. I'm sure the uh, I'm sure the results up on rec by now. If you were in attendance, you obviously know what I'm talking about. The super fight that was, the Scottish heavyweight championship belt was contested once again. We were there when it was contested for the first time in 100 years, weren't we? On the Taylor Cattle on the card, if you remember, it was one of the worst fights I've ever seen live. But the belt got dragged back out again and has been contested again. I haven't seen this. Have you made? It, have you been making this up? No, Did no. You dream it. I, was, I, I might have dreamt it, actually, because I can't see it anywhere on here. No, it's official. Ladies and gentlemen, if you were in Glasgow at the Crown Plaza on Friday night, maybe oh, you were really? thinking you watched Fight Disciples on Thursday, and you, went, you said there's no boxing, boys. But Jay McFarlane, the Scottish sensation, oh, is advanced. contesting the once again vacant Scottish heavyweight title. We talked about it back a couple of years ago when he lost... And the title was one of the worst fights we've ever seen live. But he, lo- he went back this weekend. He took on Muhammad Salim, undefeated in five at the Crown Plaza in Glasgow on Friday night. And I'm happy to report, I'm happy to report, Jay McFarlane, kids, is the new
0: Mega. Scottish
2: heavyweight champion. Well done, Jay. Well done, lad. Fantastic. Good for you.
0: There you Feel go. Good. There's
2: all the boxing that took place at the weekend. Yeah. In one little
0: boat. That's it. Good That's it. Is that it? Thank you very That's much it. for listening. Yeah. Uh, we'll catch you later on in the week when we're previewing some stuff. Uh, no, I just wanted to touch upon a couple of things. Um, that Obviously, lots of people have got an opinion at the moment on, uh, on boxing, heavyweight boxing in particular. And I wanted to do um, a little bit of opinion today. And people might think that uh, we've had personality transplants, maybe on today's show. I mean, I don't know how the show's going to go. I don't know how it's going to all, all play out because... You know, sometimes it is a bit doom and gloom. We 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 try our very best to always tell the truth and tell our own truth from the heart. Uh, and sometimes the outlook isn't always uh, rosy. But I'm gonna I'm gonna try something today that is gonna put hopefully some optimism. Even I don't people. know where this is going. <laughs> go on. I'm gonna try something. I want to talk specifically about Riyadh season. Oh, right? We've here all we seen it. Here right. we go. We've all seen the banner, haven't we? Riad season. Right. Like that's that's the show that we did at the weekend. And we've been quite down, obviously, on the fight. And rightfully so. I'm not defending that. That's not a, That's not where the change of tact is, right? <laughs> not coming at it but from the no. Yeah, yeah. I'm <laughs> all in on the Fury and Gannett. No, that's not it. That's not where but we're all going
2: in on, on Battle of the Baddest. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no. No. What, when you see that headline and when new things come to a sport, I think it's important that you you know you look into them properly. You you try and find where people are going, you pay attention. And that's the key thing. It's very easy to get caught up in noise of Fury and Garnu and what that is and not actually pay attention to the full wider picture. Uh-huh. So that's obviously doing what we do for a living. I like to pay attention to the full wider picture. So I've been down a rabbit hole on YouTube. I've been phoning people. I've been going behind the scenes. I've been asking questions. And I've been trying to try find out more about Riyadh season, the plans for Riyadh season, uh, the plans that Saudi Arabia have for boxing, and heavyweight boxing in particular, which is what you were alluding to on uh, on Friday's yeah, show. Which,
2: which, effectively, they own now.
0: Yeah. they yes. like
2: golf.
0: Yes, they do. Now, everything I'm, I'm going to say, like I said, he's coming from a place of optimism. There's nothing absolutely signed, sealed, and delivered in what I'm saying. This is just opinion, right? Nobody's told me anything. This is just opinion of where I think things might end up playing out. Now, if I was to say to you, I am more confident now than I ever have been at saying we are going to get Fury Usyk, what would you say?
2: Well, had I not had my own conversation over the weekend, I'd have guffawed in your face. I'd have laughed and said, you must be mental because Mr. Fury's taking on Mr. Nganu to crown the baddest man on the planet. And Corden's a Tyson. He's then going to fight him in a cage. And he's going to do this and he's going to do that. And he doesn't need the little cruiserweight. The little cruiserweights who got beat by Daniel Dubois and he quit on his bum and all this stuff. So, yeah, prior to a conversation I had at the weekend, I'd have laughed at him and gone, mate, you've got no chance. You've got about as much chance of seeing that fight as you have seen AJ versus Fury. However, Mm. I had my own conversation at the weekend with a boxer who shall be unnamed. But said boxer has been told that if he wins his next fight, he is going to be on the Fury Usyk undercard. Now, I laughed at him, and he went, no, 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 no. I'm being serious. It's done. And I kind of went, okay, mate, yeah, yeah. Enjoy your camp. Good for you. (laughs) <laughs> but now you've mentioned it this morning, I'm starting to think, hello, maybe it's time to start joining the dots. So and this basically, is, the... this, is this because the Riyadh season really is step one of the Saudi heavyweight takeover and yeah. people are already talking behind closed doors and arranging what 2024 looks like in the heavyweight division? Is that what's...
0: Listen, like like I've just said, Everybody needs to pay attention. Don't pay attention to certain things. Look at the things that sometimes aren't necessarily being said. That's the thing that you need to look for when you're trying to put the whole picture together. Let's just yeah. say there's some people out there playing chess and there's some people out there playing checkers and them chess guys aren't saying too much. But what they're not saying is really, really key. Um, now, I, I we need to try and for people that have not been paying full attention, just to try and give a little bit of a landscape as to how the Saudi Arabia boxing heavyweight situation has been previously and how it is right now. Right. So everybody will have heard of the, the company skills challenge. Yes. So, so, so think of skills challenge of the people that have been working with Eddie Hearn and Matchroom. They uh, were, they did did Ruiz Joshua and they did Usyk
2: Joshua. It's both. Yeah. Okay. Right.
0: All right. Um, and we've uh, had interviews with people that are obviously running Skills Challenge um, on various national media. And they've, they've been quite um, at the forefront of the push for boxing going into, into Saudi Arabia. Now to explain them a little bit, think of them as a company that has to apply for budget, right? Skills Challenge aren't the money, right? Skills Challenge are a company that applies for the money. So... A skills challenge, not a company run and owned
2: by the one of the crown princes of Saudi Arabia. One of the, no, it's not. It's not.
0: No, it, so it was just. It was think, just like it,
2: their, their boxing spending arm
0: was. Skills challenge is a company. Definite. So oh, th- right. so think so think of like the government right put out jobs to tender. You apply yeah. for that job. So think of it similar along those lines. All right. So skills challenge, the crown prince basically wants sport, as you've seen. He wants he, he wants to have football, and they're doing a great job buying mm-hmm. people like Neymar for fuck's sake, right? Mm-hmm. So you've got the you've got football, you've got golf, you've got all these sports that Saudi Arabia want to have on their own doorstep. Now, skills challenge, go to the Crown Prince we think we can bring heavyweight boxing uh, to the Middle East. Anthony Joshua, all this type of stuff, brilliant stuff. It? We've got uh-huh. we've got a great relationship with uh, Mister Hearn uh, and Matchroom Sports. What say you? Yeah, no worries, lads. How much do you need? We need this. There's your dough. Get on with it. So they get to put on Ruiz. They get to go and put on uh, Usyk. But they've got to apply for that dough every single time. Right? So
2: So, wasn't Usyk signed with Skill Challenge? Did he sign with them at one
0: point? We're led to believe that. I don't know the facts. As far as I'm concerned, he is an Alex Krasiuk fighter.
2: But, maybe some, yeah, he may have done his deal directly with skills challenge, and, and absolutely, and I don't, don't
0: know. I don't, really, yeah, yeah, anyway, yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't yeah. know the ins and outs of that. Okay, okay. The, um, so we now have this situation where we've got re season. So, what is Riyadh season? Are skills challenge doing it? No, they're not, and this is where maybe it gets confusing for a lot of uh, fight fans, right? So, skills challenge aren't the people running this, this is direct, right? So, you will have seen. I, I can't pronounce all the names, but you, you've seen a, a gentleman by the name of Turkey, something or other, right? I apologise to him for, for not being able to pronounce Absolutely. your, you, 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 your Absolutely. <laughs> we'll take
2: Riyadh sponsorship of Fight say But he is,
0: he is, he is my understanding, he is the sports minister. So he's basically the dude responsible for the budget, right? Oh,
2: right, okay. So basically, skills challenge would have applied to him to say Correct. we want to put these fights on, and he goes, yeah, there you go. Correct, nurse. and he works well, directly
0: for the Crown Prince. He's the main man, mm-hmm. Right. Frank Warren now has a relationship with the main man. So ah. think about it. So skills challenge here. They apply for the budget for this dude. So you can speak to the skills challenge if you want, but there's no point in speaking to skills challenge because they're exactly the same as you. You need to speak to the main man. So that is the relationship now that is, is taking place between British boxing and, and Saudi Arabia. So Frank Warren, Bob Arum are speaking to their main guy, the Minister of Sport, the guy that is responsible for the budget. Now, if you, like me, go on these rabbit holes of uh, YouTube videos and stuff like that, that gentleman was interviewed last week, and he says, you might have heard these rumours that I'm speaking to this person, and I'm speaking to this person, and certain fights are being made, and certain, all nonsense. The only person I am speaking to is Frank Warren. The only one. He's the only one I deal with, when it comes to boxing. Fucking no. hell. Wow. Jeez. Right. So when you start to dot I, cross T's, start paying attention. Don't listen to Tyson Fury talking about fighting this, in that, cage. and the other. Right. <laughs> and that he that he doesn't he has no interest in fighting Usyk and all this type of carry on. Forget that. Then you've got to look at what Riyadh season is. Riyadh season is a celebration, obviously, of Saudi Arabia. It is basically a showcase. There's loads of things. It's not just sport, there's loads of things that go into place of Riyadh season. Tyson Fury, uh, Francis Ngarnu, is kicking off Riyadh season. It starts Riyadh season. It's an event. They're not interested in the fight. They can't give a fuck what the fight is. It is an event, it's a celebration. Come it's a global us. eyeballs. It's global look eyeballs. At look at us, right? Obviously, It's a a unique event. It's got a different narrative. It can be seen as, as we've been taking the piss out of a little bit, the battle of the baddest, all this type of stuff. You've got a guy that was the UFC heavyweight champion taking on the current WBC heavyweight champion. It's a crossover, all right? A circus, an event, okay? So that's going to kick off Riyadh season. Loads of other stuff's going to happen in Riyadh season. Concerts, celebrations, all these things. Now, when you have a, a season like that, and when you think of the World Cup, you have an opening ceremony, don't you? You have a closing ceremony as well, don't you? My understanding is from reading between the lines, and all you've got to do is just pay full attention to everything and start putting. How long together. does
2: it last, dude? How long is Riyadh season? Finishes in March. Oh right, okay. Fucking hell, so it's a proper, it's a proper yeah, hit six end. months. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's, yeah. It's a, Jesus it,
0: It's a, it's good—six, six, seven months. So, so oh, February, is it annual? Yeah. This is where I'm going with this, right? So, fe- so in February, March, I am pretty confident from conversations, from dotting I's crossing t's, and putting all things together, that the closing show of Riyadh season will be Tyson Fury versus Alexander Usyk. Wow. Then, yeah. now, if we start to just widen this a touch now, right? Bear in mind what I've just said about where the money is and who's in charge of the money. Skills Challenge will no longer have the money to put on AJ Wilder, which is what we've been promised for the last six months. Mm-hmm. I'm not even going to get into that, right? But with that's what it's, it's happening. It's definitely happening. Yeah, he's going to fight this dude, and then we're doing Wilder. That's what's happening. crossing the I's, dotting the t's. Yeah, yeah, okay. The money for that from the people that Matchroom have been speaking to ain't there no more. Because the dude who is responsible for that budget that will give it to them is speaking directly to Frank Warren. So. Shit, where's that fight going to go then? Right, well, think about this and think about the landscape of where the heavyweight division has now kind of just shifted in the last 24, 48 hours. Because if people have been paying attention to the WBC rankings, nobody's fought, so there shouldn't be any manoeuvre. Andy Ruiz should... just plummeted. <laughs> <laughs> See, there man. shouldn't be any manoeuvring, should there, no? of... of 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 rankings because nobody's fought. Nobody's won, nobody's lost. But if you look at the WBC rankings over the last 24, 48 hours, they've got a new number two. That's right. Andy Ruiz was number two. And if you remember, there's been lots of conversation about Wilder versus Ruiz, Eliminator for Tyson Fury. It's not the case anymore because the new number one and number two are Deontay Wilder and Anthony Joshua. That's right. For some reason, Joshua and Ruiz have changed. Why? But they have. So number one and number two, when I mean, it it's yours out of word, is Wilder versus uh, Anthony Joshua. Joshua. Obviously, we know that Skills Challenge don't have the budget to put that on, right, just as a general fight. So think about this. If the WBC ordered that fight, you've got a choice then between two fighters, haven't you? You either want to do it or you don't want to do it, right? But I'm pretty confident that neither of those have anywhere else to go. You've got to do it. Yeah, you've got to do it. So you've got a situation there between PBC and Matchroom where they're going to have to negotiate with each other in order to get that fight on for the final eliminator for the WBC Championship.
2: Yeah, even even in Vegas, which I can't see Matchroom letting AJ fight in Vegas, although the the travel would be amazing. It'd be like the old Ricky Hatton days, I guess. Or you're looking at Wembley Stadium, aren't you? Because you're looking at as many bums on seats. and a mark. Well, the problem with Wembley Stadium is you don't then capture the American pay-per-view market with a real value of... Of big fighters outside of Saudi Arabia, of course. Okay, now, right,
0: right. Mm. So you are with me so far? So yeah. what if, what if? I mean, it's a big fight that you yeah. know. The zone are going to want Anthony Joshua on their platform, aren't they? I would imagine that PBC are going to want Deontay Wilder on the on Showtime. Mm-hmm. So you never know when the no negotiations are. They going to be able to come to an agreement? Maybe they are. You know, they're all big boys. I'm sure they could come to a, an agreement. But again, reading between the lines, just guessing a little bit. If that is an ordered fight, they're only going to have a certain allotted time to hit that negotiation. If they can't hit that negotiation... You're going to talk about post bids? <laughs> it, it goes to post <laughs> bids. Which then opens oh, it up funny. to everybody that's to be able funny. to bid on it. You're going to say
2: Frank and the Saudis are going to bid on it?
0: Where's the money, brother? Where's the money?
2: <laughs> oh, my God. And then there's bacon butties all around the Queensbury HQ this morning. Everyone's having a good. Like bacon I said, butties. there's people out there playing chess and there's mate, people out there mate, playing checkers. Mate, that's that that is absolutely huge in terms of the landscape of world boxing because, as we said on Thursday, you know, the Saudis are buying the heavyweight division. They're they're well on the way to buying it, and they, as well as being, you know as well as being an incredible move by, by Queensbury and by top rank here to cut out the middleman and not only cut out the middleman, but become the sole negotiator. That's absolutely incredible. But I guess that's the bargaining power you have when you've got the main attraction in the heavyweight division as part of your
0: stable. Um, But Jesus Christ, mate, honestly. And then just on on top of that, what fight do you think then kicks off Riyadh's the next Riyadh season? Because if you've final. had your eliminator... There's your final, yeah. The winner of
2: Wilder versus AJ takes on the winner of Usyk versus Fury. The Next, the Riyadh season part one, next season, next year. Fucking hell, that's insane. Again,
0: nothing, the, nothing the good is good thing is from a, Nobody's
2: told me that. It's just pure guess. Just pure listen, guessing, from, but... a, from a fan perspective, yeah. And we talk about this all the time. I couldn't care whether it's a Frank show, an Eddie show, a Top Rank show, whatever. I don't care who promotes it. I just want the fighters to not only get paid, of course, that's great, but I just want to see the best versus the best. I want to know, is Tyson Fury the best heavyweight of this generation? Right Mm -hmm. now, it looks uh, like he is. However, I want to see him fight higher-caliber opponents at more regularity, and I think Mm -hmm. that's fair. What, by, by Saudi Arabia buying the heavyweight division, okay, chances are, from a British boxing fan perspective, my bum isn't going to be make in a presence in the stadium as much as it may have been in the past, and for that I'm very disappointed. But if the money keeps coming onto the table like this, if this is the way it's going to go, then as long as we get those fights, as mm. long as the, the the Saudi prince and I go, okay, listen. The Nganu thing, we got it, man. It was perfect. It was a circus fight. It crossed over two different sports. Cool, man. But, you know, it played out exactly like the plan I knew it was going to play out. It is what it is. Now we want the proper stuff. And Usyk Fury in March, potentially, is the proper stuff. AJ Wilder is the proper stuff. The final of those is the proper stuff. And as long as all that happens, from a boxing fan perspective, Sensational. Now, if you're a fan watching this, a boxing fan watching this, and you've got an allegiance to Matchroom, an allegiance to Queensbury or an allegiance to Top Rank, one, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> Why is it so? You should never be tribal to a promoter, unless it's the UFC who run the, the entire show themselves. I get that, but as long as we're getting the fights, mm-hmm. isn't that progress? I, I, again. I know it's out in Saudi Arabia, and everyone's got their own feelings on what is happening in that part of the world and of moralistically course. where we stand, of course. Some of the stuff that still goes on. And there's abhorrent, and it's medieval. But from purely – I'm just talking from a pure sports angle. Oh. If someone said to me, listen, if you're, before Fury retires, he's going to fight AJ, he's going to fight Usyk, he's going to fight Jalalov, and Rattled off," you know, Four or five. He's got five fights left in him, and these are going to be the five fights. And it was the five best guys out there. I'm delighted. What I don't want to see happen is them to go. Well, we have one real fight at the end of Riyadh season. At the start, we have a circus one. So next year, we'll look at doing, you know, Tyson Fury versus what you know, these weird Otto wallani type. No, 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 no. If they want, to, if they're going to pay for it, I want them to have a level of conversation with Frank or whoever it may be and you know certainly appears like it's just Frank now kudos to Frank but there has to be a level of nah man sorry you ain't saving up you know this ain't this ain't TNT sports on a Friday night Frank where you're having your young superstar against the bin man this is the top stuff and that means I want this you better deliver this fight otherwise we will negotiate with other people who can deliver the big fights I hope there's that level there of the salaries to go to make the biggest splash possible, we need the biggest fights possible, and that means proper fights in the heavyweight division. For me, I'd be happy with that because it's progress.
0: I, I think, again, just I, lots of stuff reading between the lines. When, as you as you know, right, I've spent t- I've spent time in the company of Frank Warren. We did a podcast together, and I was I was trying to rack my head because I know he loves it. I know he loves boxing.
2: Of course he does. I, Otherwise he, he retired but,
0: a long time ago. Yeah, but <laughs> yeah, but loves it, loves it, loves it more than anybody. Yeah, don't get me wrong. He loves making a pound, though, as most people do. I get all that, and he loves the business of it, and he loves. But he loves boxing. He loves building someone from from scratch, getting into a situation. He's done it countless times over the years. So Wait, the let's thing understand
2: me- he fucking loves the drama as well.
0: Oh he yeah. He yeah, yeah. survives in the he loves all, chaos. He loves all of it. But he's yeah. but at the heart of it, when you actually scrub it all down, he's a proper boxing dude, right? Proper yeah. block, boxing fella. So and that's one of the things that I was like, why is he getting involved in this? Why 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 and I understand? Pound note, heavyweight champion, it's his guy. I get it, I get it, completely get all that. But watching him on the table last week when we were doing the press conference, it was like he's do he's doing this one because he knows what's coming. He knows what's next, so it's just it's justifiable then in a way where you can say, "Listen, all right, I've got to fucking do this one." Don't get me wrong; it's a big event. It's a, it's a relationship starter with with Saudi Arabia, but the real shit for me is that I'm bringing the undisputed heavyweight championship of the world in fucking six months' time. Right? Mm. Again, this is all guesswork. I'm just watching interviews, doing a bit of research on Riyadh season and what that is and where this is going, and where this could end up going. What you just said there about the circus stuff, right? I still think we're going to get him. Here's my prediction, right? Ngannou, Usyk, maybe Wilder 4 or AJ, John Jones. That's what I reckon it'll be. That's what I reckon it'll be, mate. It'll be fucking mad shit. mad. Just buckle up, buckle up, because this ain't changing. This is where this is going. That's my prediction. It's going to be insane. And you'll be fucking front and centre, won't you? Like, hey, oh, balls yeah. fucking Absolutely. deep. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> again, like I said, just a bit of fun. I wanted to put... So hopefully that gives a little bit of positivity to fight. The, the skills
2: challenge good. thing is really important because I wasn't aware of that. I wasn't aware that, you know, I, I thought skills challenge... Was directly owned by, associated with the the prince and everything else, and they were set up. Why?
0: have to apply. Right.
2: That that for me is the game. Well, the game changer is actually going. Well, I'm not fucking speaking to them. <laughs> going to speak to this guy. <laughs> Why am I speaking to you to apply for me? I'll just apply apply directly. That's the game changer, and that's bloody hell. <laughs>
0: oh, He's been and, in and this it,
2: game and, and if it's true, and it's like and you are for boxing you only come to me kid that's again that's another game changer quite quite huge game changer but wow interesting it's an interesting time for the heavyweight division man and and, and let's be honest we we all seen it in boc- in golf we all seen the stink that was thrown up initially the vilification mm. of the guys face through the door phil mickelson was berated they were all berated Ah, oh, yeah, sellouts and blah, blah, blah. Greg Norman's a, the Judas to where got... In hindsight now, when you look at it, it's like, did they save golf? Because they basically bought golf now. They went, well, listen, rather than negotiate with you, we'll just buy you. We'll amalgamate it together. And, of course, the way it's going now, like I read an article at the weekend, the Open Championship, the British Open, which is no longer called the British Open, it's called the Open Championship, they're already talking about doing it in the Middle East, taking it out there because okay they want to make it. Wow! They bought, they bought golf. They want majors out there now. They're just going to buy it and have the odd BMW classic. They want majors, and that's where it's going to go. And get ready because football's going the same way. I guarantee it. To stop the Saudi Pro League from buying every fucking player on the planet, and they probably could, and and taking soccer, football, soccer out of the neighborhoods of. Clubs across Europe, South America. The way they'll stop that is by eventually negotiating with these leagues, negotiating with UEFA, negotiating with FIFA and going, right, okay, we'll pump the brakes on building our domestic league. We'll pump the brakes on doing what we're doing at the moment, but it's going to cost you. And by cost you, it means we're going to pay you for the big events. We want a guaranteed World Cup every third, fourth cycle. We want Champions League finals. Why not? Both teams travel anyway. What's the difference? Hmm. Champions League finals, and they'll build a super stadium, and it'll be there every year, just like the majors. And then eventually it'll be like, right, we won six Premier League fixtures a year. It's like, listen, the NFL are doing a fixture or two every year at Wembley Stadium. Why, why do you think they're doing that? To try and grow the NFL. So Saudi Arabia going, we'll do a fixture. We'll do fucking, we want the Merseyside Derby next season. We want one of them. Bring it over here. Well, well, we'll pay you for it. We'll pay you royally for it. We'll do direct flights from fucking Liverpool Airport to bring the fans out. Whatever you. That's the way sports all going. It's all edging towards the Middle East and especially Saudi Arabia, and they've got the kind of money where they could, they can, and are doing this. And it's not touching the sides. And I think at the, I think right now, I feel like Eddie was kind of like first through the door to go right. Okay, I'll have a piece of that money. Boom, and then. From, from the sounds of things, from the way you've just kind of spoke, then Frank and uh, and Bob have gone. Yeah. hmm, We ain't missing that fucker, right? How does that work again? Nah, 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 nah. Let's have a go ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> There's no stopping it. There's no stopping. No, no you the can't stop it. Shift of boxing of the heavyweight division going sport. out
0: there. Yeah, it's all going
2: sport going out there. There's no, you can't stop the shift because. Like you just said earlier, this world evolves around the pound notes. Money matters. Money talks. And no longer is the draw of the North American pay-per-view markets their spinning wheel of live sports entertainment because the Saudis can give you 10 times what you'll make in pay-per-view and you ain't even got to worry about pay-per-view. They'll just front the cash up. From Listen, from a British perspective and again – overlooking other things that's going on, the politicalness and everything else from a British perspective. It's in our time zone. So if you're a British sportsman, it's in our time zone. The Riyadh season, by the way, have you noticed it's obviously set up deliberately? It's out because there's, there's a certain time in Saudi Arabia, Middle East, where you can't yeah. go outside. It's too fucking hot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the Riyadh season just happens to fall into the winter months where it is bearable to go outside, where you can sit on a sun lounger and drink a beer.
0: Well, that's you, can't you can't drink a beer it's in, not Saudi, Arabia. Arabia. As not of in Saudi
2: Arabia, but as of yet, as of yet, exactly, exactly.
0: Hmm. Um, with all that in mind then, who does Anthony Joshua fight in December?
2: Yeah, that's going to be really interesting now, really interesting because... Do you want my pitch? Do you want my pitch?
0: Go on, yeah. You don't, you obviously don't think it's going to be wilder than you think. No, will... he will not fight. There's no way he fights wilder at the end of this year, right? The, like I said, the, the money ain't there and it just won't happen. I, and Anthony Joshua has said, I want to fight, I want to keep active. Um, I commend that, absolutely. Keep the fucking train rolling, son. Um, if I'm Andy Ruiz, I'm clever here.
2: Yeah.
0: I go, right, let's fucking drop this price. This 20 million that I keep asking for for these fights is fucking ridiculous because. If I'm Andy Ruiz, I fancy that AJ fight. It's a trilogy, you've got a narrative, it's 1-1, one, one. go and get the job done. If you drop your price and you make yourself attractive and you're the number five with the WBC and you're fighting the number two with the WBC, if you beat him, you take his spot. It's as simple as that. Then when the WBC actually call the fucking fight, you're fighting Deontay Wilder, of which then could, I'm not saying he will, but it could then lend himself to be fighting... Tyson Fury as part of this, or Alexander Usyk, as part of this uh, Riyadh season. I think Andy Ruiz would appease a lot of fans. I think a, a, a lot of fans would be, fucking hell, Andy Ruiz versus AJ Part 3. Yeah. yeah, go on then, man. Yeah, Sam, I, I I'm in on that. I think it works great for AJ and it absolutely works great for Andy Ruiz. I don't know if it'll happen, but if I'm Andy Ruiz, I start to get aggressive with trying to push for it, see if I can get it, lower my price, make myself attractive, let's go.
2: Yeah, <clears throat> the thing—the thing is, the thing is uh, I can see it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, mm. the, the attraction for AJ surely to keep going is a world title fight, though. You know, he wants to become a three-time world champion. Now, I don't. I don't mind the fact because we spoke openly about his last performance. I've got no issue whatsoever. In fact, I would actively encourage AJ to have another fight before he fights Wilder anyway. The difference here is that if the landscape has changed, as much as we've alluded to here at the top of this show, if you're a heavyweight in world boxing now, there there really is only one party in town to make the kind of generational wealth Mm. that the other side of the fence are going to be making. There really is only one party in town. And that's not to say for a second that I think AJ would move promoters. I think he's, he, he's core-died with with, with Matchroom for life. And, that, and that's a credit to him, as loyalty. But if you're everybody else, if you're like Zelizhang, who's about to go back in with... I don't know whether he has already got, got a deal with Queensbury, but certainly going back in with, with Joyce. And and Frank's not daft. You know, Frank will be in, in that dressing room as well saying, listen, son, you do Joyce again. Here's a contract. Saudi Arabians only negotiate with me. If you want the hundreds of millions of dollars, then you know where the party's at, and I think that will be grow increasingly strong. Anyone that can control the pair strings to that extent gets so much political power in this heavyweight division that it's hard to see how the rest of the division thrives when yeah. everyone over here is getting paid. So that, that's going to be an interesting point. Listen, Hopefully, Wilder and AJ do get it on, and it does happen. And hopefully, they can come up with a deal. And that's not to say Las Vegas heavyweight boxing is dead.
0: <clears throat> no, he's but not. AJ's he's only... still alive,
2: but. But AJ's only fought once in America, and it didn't go well. He's yet to make his Las Vegas debut, hmm. and to make it against Deontay Wilder, which would effectively be Wilder's home turf. You know, suddenly, fighters like Philip Purgovich now become legitimate potential opponents for AJ as well. But then that's, that's Matthew feasting their own heavyweight guys off each other. And I don't think he'll want to do that. So it's going to be an interesting time. Man. it's going to be interesting to see how it moves forward. It's going to be interesting to see how accurate the conversation we've had truly is, because I'm sure Eddie will see this and I'll have, you know, his own take on the situation, which will be yeah, no doubt. Like I said, it's just an different. opinion.
0: Nothing, nothing yeah. that we just said there is absolute. Bang on. It's just an opinion of piece trying to piece things together and thinking how this might all play out. Yeah. But if it does play yeah. out like that, Jesus Christ, man.
2: Yeah, fuck me. Absolutely.
0: Furious. In, uh, in much- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're a fan of it now, <laughs> are you? You're all in on Saudi.
2: I and- a little bit of Saudi Arabia, me.
0: I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is the deal. Each week, you heroes in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business.
1: Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together.
0: I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so
1: many you know, more doors. The show is called The deal. deal.
0: Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify.
1: You're a podcast listener, and this is a podcast ad. Reach great listeners like yourself with podcast advertising from Lips and Ads. Choose from hundreds of top podcasts offering host endorsements, or run a reproduced ad like this one across thousands of shows to reach your target audience with lips and ads. Go to lipsandads.com now. That's L-I-B-S-Y-N-ads.com.
0: Listen, one thing that I am disappointed in, um, obviously we knew that Shakur Stevenson was moving up in weight. We know that the WBC uh, have a, a vacant title at Lightweight there with Devin Haney moving up to take on Regis Procre. Uh mm-hmm. And we saw that last week it was ordered. We thought that they'd come to some agreement. Shakur Stevenson versus Frank Martin. Great fight. Really excited right. to see how that all plays out. And then Frank Martin does a 180. Then he says, no nah, man I'm, I'm not interested. Uh, so Edwin DeSantos is the next in line and we anticipate that the WBC will call that uh, for Shakur Stevenson. Um, He's taken
2: a lot of shit for it. Frank? Online, yeah. Frank Martin? A lot of shit. Ah, yeah, 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 well, yeah,
0: yeah, you know what I mean? You can't, you can't agree and then all of a sudden go the other he, way.
2: He, he's adamant saying he's not ducking the fight. He's saying it's a contractual thing. and He's saying what he was promised hasn't been delivered in the contract, which is why he's refusing to sign the contract. I don't know enough about the situation to know whether that's true or not, but certainly the reaction from the boxing media in the US and the, certainly the boxing fans in the US is overwhelmingly that Frank is ducking the fight. Um, with all due respect, Frank Martin isn't Shakur Stevenson, globally, no. far from no. it. And sometimes in, in careers, you have to you have to take the lesser money. You have to be the away fighter. You have to take these opportunities to enhance your star power. And if Frank Martin, for me, from my perspective, if he backed himself, if he truly believed in himself, may eat shit on this one occasion. Because if you're as good as you say you are and you beat Shakur Stevenson, then you take his place as, in the eyes of most boxing fans, the future pay-per-view star of this sport. That's outside the heavyweight division. That's mm. who Shakir Stevenson is. That's tied in, that's locked down. Every boxing fan on the planet, you say who's the hottest prospect in world boxing, who's the guy that in the next few years is going to take over as the, the next Canelo, the next big pay-per-view star, the next cross-multiweight world champion. Nine out of ten will say Shakir Stevenson, and that's yeah. the opportunity he had to take that star power. So to suddenly go, nah, man, you know what I mean? I I deserve more than that. I deserve this. I want this in the contract. I want that. Nah, man. Unless, listen, unless the contract is like, take this fight if you win, this management team, this promoter, we own your ass forevermore, blah, blah, blah. That might be slightly different, but from the outside looking in, listen, if it walks like a duck, talks like a duck, shits like a duck, it's usually a duck. Quack, quack.
0: Uh, December the 9th, San Francisco. Progre versus Haney. Now, obviously, we've spoken about this on several occasions in the past because we've linked Jack Catterall's name into that conversation. We thought that Jack Catterall was absolutely well-deserving of uh, a world title shot, which we we stand by. And we would have loved to have seen him versus Regis Progre. But we've, we also said, at the end of the day, we understand this is a business and are you going to hate a super fight, which this is, you've got a guy that is doing the business at lightweight. He's been, uh, so, sorry, super lightweight. And he's been doing that uh, for a period of time. And you've got the former undisputed lightweight world champion, stepping up to try and become a multi-weight uh, world champion. You can't be to the fight, man, even though, you know, you look at the, uh, the politics of the game and you think to yourself, this person has been treated unfairly. And I stand by that. He has been treated unfairly over the last 18 months in Jack Catterall. We're here for super fights. We're here for best against the best. And nobody is ever going to turn the nose up at Regis Progress versus Devin Haney. It's a fantastic fight. And if you can get that over the line and get that signed and sealed for December the 9th, I think a lot of fight fans will be happy about it.
2: Yeah, I think um, I think we're scheduled to be in Vegas the week after, aren't we, for a, for a UFC event. I might fucking fly out a couple of days early now if this gets confirmed for Vegas. San, Fran-
0: San-, San Francisco.
2: Oh, it, oh, fucking hell. Even better, kid. Even better. A little bit of boxing, a little bit of 49ers, both our team. And then we'll swing on down to Las Vegas. Hello. Road trip. Uh, yeah, I, I was buzzing when I see it the weekend. Obviously, we just pro great. I think it was yesterday, actually. It was announced on it by, um, by uh, what's his name? Uh, the guy who waits for the zone. No, uh, Coppinger. Coppinger put it out there didn't he Saying December the 9th oh. and then I seen Prograde come back and said listen I signed a contract fucking five six weeks ago don't know why it's taking this long to announce uh, and he said I I don't uh, Devin Haney hasn't signed yet as far as I know I think that's just smoke and mirrors as you say locked in December the 9th it's a super fight you know and yes I'm fucking devastated for Jack Castle you know these guys these guys are fighting for all applaudits, for all the eyeballs, for the top spot in this weight division. And the man who truly beat the man is headlining in my hometown in a in a fight against a veteran former lightweight, super yeah. featherweight. That that's devastating for Jack Catchell because I think Jack Catchell was promised the moon and the stars. And as sensational as Liverpool is, the greatest place on the planet, his career's <laughs> meandering along, <clears throat> you know, in Liverpool in the UK while other people are taking bread off the table that like he should be t- fucking top of. That leaves a pain in the throat, but unfortunately, not many people outside the Fight Disciples are even mentioning the name Jack Cattle. They're only talking about this fight, and yeah. this fight will generate a shitload of attention because it's a great fight.
0: It's a fantastic fight. Fantastic, fantastic fight. Um, I don't know if you saw as well uh, that Matchroom have made an offer to Boxer, and even just saying that, Might as well just stop there because it's never going to happen, is it? Right. But Matchroom have uh, made an offer to Boxer uh, to try and and make Dalton Smith versus Adam Azim. For us as fans, all in. That would be it. Yes, please. Let's have a little bit of a look at that. Absolutely. There's absolutely not a cat in hell's chance that Boxer are going to allow Adam Azim to, one, fight on the zone uh, and a a, uh, Matchroom card and indeed get in at this stage of his young career – with Dalton Smith, it's just not going to happen. Um, I like it though. I like the idea of it.
2: I think it's a fantastic fight. And to be honest, as I love Dalton Smith, I would actually edge towards Adam Azim. I think I would Azeem, you? I really would. Yeah, edge towards Adam Azim a little bit. I, I love that kid. I think he's such a nice little stylist. But as you say, oh, I do. I think he's great. It's but utter nonsense talking about it because we've seen Ben's cards now. Ben Shalama showed us his cards in these situations. He told us he was one thing when it came down to it, he's something else. The fight's never going to happen. It's not way of talking about it. But I like the way that Eddie's putting these putting these fights out there just to score a few points. Because someone's going to ask him about it, and he's like, oh, "Well, uh, it's not the plan to do that. We've got, um, you know, we've dug up this retired fighter for Adam Azim instead."
0: Great. I thought last time out, actually, opponent wise, Adam Azim had a, a good, solid opponent. It was, to, to be fair, I thought it, it was. Yeah, I thought he got some good, good, good ma- rounds in. Yeah, uh-huh. good, good, good matchmaking. Uh, it's a great so, fight, listen, it's a great fight. It is a great fight, but I know one day it'll happen, but it won't happen now. Um, <clears throat> listen, even though there was no boxing on at the weekend, apart from the Scottish, what about United you, mate? Title, right? You haven't mentioned Tio,
2: Tio being oh, mate, look
0: at this, Super lad. Champion. look at this lad, right? Tia Thibault Lopez. One minute he's out again, he's retired, he's packed it all in. Then all of a sudden, he's the flavor of the bloody month again, isn't he? You know what I mean. Uh, Mr. Vassarel at the uh, gone. I'll tell you what, Tio. If you want to go up and challenge anybody at any time, any place, anywhere, Sunshine, we'll make sure that that can happen for you. And I'll tell you what we're going to also do as well. We're going to make sure that you don't have any mandatories because that's what the super champion gets with the WBL, lad. There you go. You pick and choose whatever you want. Now, luckily, T.O. is hard as fuck and he picks and chooses big fights. He's only asked about big fights, so his attitude will prevail and he won't take any tin cans. But WBO, fucking hell. They're a set, aren't they? Why does he need to be upgraded? No, it, I, I understand. Just say, if you want to make the fight with Terence Crawford and you think that that's a super fight, go make the fight. That's great. Great. I don't think T.O.'s ready to go up to 147 as of yet, just yet. Nope. You know, maybe Terence is even thinking of doing one five four. I don't know. I don't understand the reason as to why they did it. It's I'm just trying to keep the champion nice and happy in it. We lo- we love you. You do what you want, son. Luckily, we're dealing with Tio Lopez. So Tio Lopez won't take any shit. He ain't going to take a shit fight. He's only going to take top <laughs> fights. So job done.
2: Well, Tio became world champion with the WBO in, sept- in December. And he really? made one defence against Josh Taylor. And now they've <laughs> promoted him to super champion. Like, what does it take to be a super champion? Do you know what I mean? He's had one defense of this belt. Yeah. He's only yeah. held it since... Th- he hasn't even had it for a year. He's had it for nine months. And they've already gone, you know what, kid? You're mustard, you. We're going to make you our... <laughs> <We're gonna laughs> You're make a you guy. Our- We're going to make you our super champion. So everybody else in our WBO rankings, yeah, fuck them. You don't need to. You don't need to fight. No you any, any of them. You do what you want, kid. You do what you want. Absolutely, fucking mental. And proof once more that these government bodies aren't worth shit. Just like the WBC promoting AJ to suit their needs, the WBO in he- you know moving Tafimo up to super champion. It's utter bollocks, man. It's utter bollocks. The scourge of this sport in a lot of ways. Fucking bin all those belts.
0: But, like I said, we know him. We yeah, know what he's your, listen. He'll chase the big ones. So, he ain't yeah. Ones, I understand. But, but listen, I, th- I think the mandatory situation's shit. Because at the end of the day, if you earn your right to have a shot at the champion, you should get the opportunity to have a shot at the champion. Correct. All right.
2: Especially the champion who's only made one defence.
0: <laughs> yes, I get that. But I also <laughs> trust him to be making the big ones whether they be unifications whether they be jump up in weights or or whatever so fingers crossed we can get a date for Tier Female Lopez very very soon and get a super fight uh, booked in, in the not too distant future I mean listen I've no doubt that he's probably got his eyes on Henny. he'll be there won't he he'll be there fucking ringside having a little bit of a nosy and saying right boys at WBO you're at WBC let's do a unification and if that is the path being again, out. this comes back to Jack Cattrall being upset for him. But if that's the path, we're talking super fights again. So I'm all in. The, yeah, but the problem
2: there is he won't be the WBO. Someone else will have a WBO belt and he'll have the WBO super belt. This is the point. Why are they muddy in the waters? You've got one world champion. He's made one defense. He does not need to be put out of pasture so you can bring in another belt for somebody else to carry around and say, I'm the WBO world champion now. It's just nonsense. It's just money-making nonsense. And they will announce that. I guarantee the next few weeks they'll go, such-and-such such is fighting such-and-such such for the WBO world title. The champion, he's made one defense. He's so fucking stupid. Anyway. Uh, he hasn't made
0: a defense. He hasn't made a defense. He, he beat Josh Taylor for the belt.
2: Oh, shit, yeah. Sander Martin wasn't for the full belt, was it? No. That was like the interim belt. Yeah, yeah. Fucking hell. So he's just won the belt. Yeah, Just won it. <laughs> And you've already promoted them. That is fucking insane. Insanity.
0: Uh, anyway, there anyway. you go. No boxing at the weekend, but we have 45 minutes of just chatting. There you go. You mm-hmm. see, lots going on. It's the it was Riyadh season. It inspired me to come and have a little yeah. bit of a chat. Bloody get Riyadh the, season. I bloody love it. Get the 50, factor to 50, ready, sunshine. We're off to Saudi Arabia for a season. Seven months of the stuff. Like I said, Woo! fingers crossed. Everything that we're hearing on the down low dotting the I's, crossing the T's, looking in between the lines and listening to people's conversations to paint the whole picture. I've, as I said at the start of the show, I've never been more confident to say Fury Usyk will be delivered in the first quarter of next year. Wow. So we've Let's gone closer
2: we- to that and we've gone further. AJ Wilder's starting to evaporate, but yeah. Fury versus U- Usyk is now starting to materialize.
0: Let's hope we get it. Let's hope get in, it. man. What difference a weekend makes? I know. Uh, Probably have a change of opinion by Thursday. Make sure you yeah. come back for it. Um, yeah. FightDisciples.com is our website. Go and get stuck into that. Loads of different audio feeds there. However you want to consume it, you can. And you can watch us as well. So please subscribe to us. And also, jump in on the comments. Like I said, we've just spitballed today and just had a little bit of a chat about it. I'm sure you've got an opinion on everything that's going on in the heavyweight division. Are you feeling confident? Or are you thinking to yourself, lads, you're talking absolute bollocks. There's no chance whatsoever that that fight's coming off in March. All right? Get in contact with the show. Uh, you can do it via the comment section on YouTube. Thank you very much for tuning in. We'll catch you next time.
1: Thank you for listening. If you like what you heard, subscribe via iTunes.